You don't really need to know, or probably should. I'm Kira Revan, and this, this is the Sunday Seven. In today's episode, we hear about the benefits of dry January, the real reason you're struggling to kick your junk food habit, and how diet and lifestyle changes can help you ward off disease and aging. But first, it was this day in 1838, the first ever telegraph message using Morse code was transmitted in the US. Letters represented by a series of dots and lines read, A patient waiter is no loser. celebrated Christmas a little too hard you might be looking to change things up. January is again upon us marking a month of abstinence from alcohol for many. An estimated 9 million people will participate in Dry January this year according to Alcohol Concern. The campaign which was devised by the charity in 2013 to change drinking culture has boomed in popularity over the past decade quickly becoming a global New Year's tradition but what makes a successful Dry January? We're already well into the month of January and those resolutions might be starting to slip already but that shouldn't stop you what you're trying to do with dry january really what you're really trying to do is learn this is dr richard piper the ceo of alcohol change uk talking to bloomberg quick take i mean the first thing to be very clear about is it needs to be the start of a journey not just something on its own and then back to normal so if you if you find yourself that you've had a drink, um, you really don't want to beat yourself up about that because actually what you want to be doing is reflecting on what happened. Was it Jim uh, and whenever I'm with Jim, or it's that cupboard when I go past that cupboard, I know that glass is in there, uh, or it's a time of day, or, or it was a particular stress. If you can work out what those triggers are, you've had a successful dry January, a really successful dry January. So you learn that, uh, that you feel much so much better. You learn that you don't need alcohol to have fun, to go out, to relax. And this is incredible learning. And this is learning that will last you a lifetime. So what are the benefits of going alcohol-free for a month? The first benefits, I think, are, are immediate and physical. And your skin will improve. You, you, you will save money. You'll have more energy. You'll be sleeping better. Second group of benefits are on your inside. So you won't know this, but your liver will have started to repair. Uh, the, even the cancer-related proteins in your blood, the, the alcohol-related cancer proteins, will have started to reduce. And your blood pressure will have, will have dropped. So just after 31 days, your physical health will improve. Then your mood and your mental health will also start to improve. People talk about suddenly feeling really present in the world um, and being able to be much sharper, much clearer, much more focused. And then finally, there's a group of benefits for the long term, because by doing Dry January, you learn the benefits, but also you learn the difficulties, you learn the challenges, you learn your associations with alcohol and you learn how to beat them. Many people associate drinking with socialising and meeting friends, making Dry January an extra challenge. For Richard, this is one of the keys to unravelling a relationship to alcohol. We associate drinking with fun. Um, and in particular, the drink that we're drinking has to contain alcohol, we think, to have fun. And it turns out it just isn't true. Um, it, it's a lie, really. It's been sold to us, but it's not true. The reality is you can go out with friends and have as much fun, if not more fun, without the alcohol in your drinks. There is a massive boom in alcohol-free drinks at the moment, and, and, and with good reason. They taste fabulous. You feel like you're treating yourself. You can be having a really good evening out. Um, but you haven't got that sort of 9.30 p.m. People start slurring. People start shouting. People start repeating their stories. You actually get a quality of conversation all through the evening. And next morning, you remember all of it.
there is a view uh, that, that some people are alcoholics and, and everyone else isn't. In reality, drinking problems are on a spectrum. And although some people do have what we would call alcohol dependency, there's a huge group here who are heavy drinkers, who are on their way to dependency. And if they don't change their drinking, will stand a very high risk of either early death or alcohol dependency. But who can bring their drinking back, often with relatively little external support? Something like dry January can be enough to help those drinkers take control. So anyone who's drinking every day, anyone who's drinking, you know, maybe a bottle of wine or two a day, which is really common, um, anyone who f who's tried to stop and found they can't, anyone who said, I won't drink tonight, but then find that they do, those are the kinds of people who can benefit massively from a dry January, because what it can do is allow you to break that habit and then have that new relationship with alcohol where you're in control. It may be midwinter, but Europe is in a heatwave. Eight countries have had their warmest ever January days from Latvia and Belarus in the east and the Netherlands and Denmark in the west. New regional records have also been set in France, Germany and Spain. The south of England is just on the fringes. It's mild, but not exceptionally so. But that's not the case across the rest of Europe. In Warsaw and Poland, they reached 18.9 degrees on New Year's Day. That's four degrees higher than the previous record. And in Bilbao in northern Spain, Temperatures reached 24.9 degrees. That's the average temperature for July. This has meant beach weather for some and what should be the coldest time of the year. Normally temperature records are beaten by a few tenths of a degree, but temperatures this time have been absolutely smashed. The reason is a mass of warm air over North Africa, which has also been exceptionally hot over land and sea. Well, to be quite frank, it's remarkable, not just the scale of this, the, the band of warm weather that has passed uh, across Europe from uh, just off the coast of West Africa uh, has gone across Spain through Central Europe. It's been warming uh, everywhere up uh, as far as Ukraine uh, and beyond. This is Jonah Fisher, a BBC climate correspondent. Meteorologists are calling it an extreme uh, weather event. It's very much not run of the mill. We're seeing temperatures of 19 degrees in places where the average uh, is usually below zero for this time of year. When we hear of extreme weather events, it's always tempting to point the blame at climate change. Is that what happens here? Here's Professor Liz Bentley, Chief Executive of the Royal Meteorological Society, speaking with Sky News. Now we do get these weather patterns setting up. Uh, we have seen that in the past, but because of climate change, because we've turned that background kind of temperature up by a degree or so, it means that when we get these weather patterns like this, the temperatures are higher than they would normally be. 2022 was the hottest year on record for the UK, Ireland, France and Spain. It looks like 2023 is already off to a sizzling start. Still to come on the Sunday 7, why you're finding it hard to walk away from the snack cupboard and 2023's quirkiest new gadgets. It's 2023 and you're finally kicking your junk food habit. 
Maybe you've tried years previous but couldn't let go of your sweet tooth. It should be easy, right? Well, maybe not as easy as you think. Scientists are calling for certain junk foods to be classified as drugs after a new study from the University of Michigan has found some foods can be just as addictive as smoking. The foods in question are what are known as highly processed foods. That's your fast food burgers and chips, chewy sweets and your fave packet of biscuits. It's the stuff that's typically ready to eat with minimal additional preparation needed. One of the researchers from that study is clinical psychologist Dr. Ashley Gearhart. She joined Chris Cuomo on News Nation to share the work. What we've learned is that actually diets that are high in these sorts of foods are killing people on par with tobacco. They're killing more people than alcohol and opioids. And now diets that are really high in processed foods are the number one cause of liver transplants in the United States, more than alcohol. So how do these seemingly innocuous foods do so much damage? So one of the things that we see is that the amount of sugars and fats in these foods are amped up so high in processing that they far surpass anything our brain really evolved to handle. And they hit our body so rapidly that they are as effective as something like nicotine and triggering our brain and its reward system. And we see that people know these foods are bad for them. And no one thinks that, you know, a big chocolate milkshake and um, a ton of pizza is a health food. But even when people are told, hey, you have diabetes, you have heart disease, this is killing you, you need to cut down or stop, they can't. And this is not just a question of willpower. When we think of our processed foods, you know, the majority of them have fat and carbohydrates that are refined and then at levels that far surpass what we see in naturally occurring foods. I don't think our brain knows what to do with that. I think that it is an addictive substance. When we looked in this study, we looked at tobacco where there was this huge debate. People were dying from tobacco very regularly. About half of Americans smoked and people were saying, oh, this can't be addictive. It doesn't look like alcohol. It doesn't look like heroin. But they found that when people knew they were dying, they couldn't quit even if they really wanted to even if they were working really hard to do so. And so now we looked at those exact same benchmarks to say, how did we get to a point where we knew tobacco wasn't just a bad habit, it wasn't just about willpower, but it could really hook you. And that's what we looked at in this study. And we found that these highly processed foods met every single benchmark that tobacco did to be labeled as an addictive substance. Dr. Gerhard argues that this is an issue that can't be solved by just individual choices. What we need is broader societal changes and regulations around food and food advertising to really make a difference. It's that time of year again. The Consumer Electronics Show, the world's biggest technology show, is back with a bang for 2023, with all sorts of companies showcasing their latest tech innovations. Here's a pick of quirky technologies and wacky gadgets that are making a lot of noise at the tech extravaganza. First up, a smart self-driving stroller for the modern parent. The Ella Smart Stroller is powered by robotics and machine learning. It can drive itself when there's no baby inside, for example, when your toddler wants to be held rather than pushed. Also, it's equipped with sensors that watch for obstacles or dangers like speeding cars. High-tech gadgets have been designed to make parents' lives a little bit easier, but it will also cost you a pretty penny. It costs a whopping 3,300 US dollars. Next up is a high-tech lipstick applicator from L'Oreal. L'Oreal has unveiled a motorized lipstick applicator for individuals with limited hand and arm mobility. According to the beauty company, the system has smart motion control and customizable attachments for more precise application. 
You wear a watch on your wrist, a ring on your finger, and the latest biosensor in smart health technology is a sensor that goes right inside of your toilet. Created by the French consumer electronics company Withings, this device reads all sorts of components in your urine, such as estrogen levels to vitamin C levels to pH. The makers claim the tiny toilet tech can understand if you need to change something about your diet, hydration, or even something like tracking your menstrual cycle. If you currently pee standing up, hooray, you're good to go. If you're a stranger, you may have to make some adjustments. Still to come on the Sunday 7, small lifestyle changes that make a big difference and watering down a drinking habit. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Sunday 7. Follow us for your weekday news espresso. Or maybe try our UK edition. It's all in the usual places. Every new year, people up and down the country make grand plans to change their diet and exercise habits only to abandon them a few short weeks later. But what if you didn't have to overhaul your lifestyle to reap the positive benefits? Michael Mosley is a science communicator and best-selling author of a number of books on diet and health. Just one thing, how simple changes can transform your life is the latest. And joining Times Radio, he explained how small adjustments can make a major difference when it comes to combating disease and ageing. There are three types of exercise you can do, and we know about them. There's aerobic exercise, running, walking, swimming. There's strength exercises, push-ups and squats but then there is balance and most people ignore the balance and falling over is the second most common cause of accidental death worldwide after road traffic accidents. As Dr Mosley explains a lot of people fall over because their balance isn't great and there now seems to be evidence that the younger generation have even worse balance than their elders because they spend so much time sitting down. So how do you improve your balance? You do it basically by uh, things like standing on one leg or doing yoga, whatever it might be. Now, when are you going to do it? Well, why not hook it to a habit you're already doing, which is brushing your teeth. You're advised to brush your teeth for two minutes a day. So I do 30 seconds one leg, 30 seconds the other leg, and so on. And it's even more challenging if you try with your eyes closed. If you're over 40 and you can do more than 10 seconds, then you're doing well. Um, So ideally, you should be able to do at least 20 seconds with your eyes open. But when you close them, it's much, much more challenging. And indeed, there was a study done um, a few years ago where they looked at people in their 50s and they measured lots of things. Uh, And then they followed them 10 years later to see who was still alive. And the best, the single best predictor of whether you would be healthy and still alive uh, was your ability to bounce on one leg when measured 10 years previously in your 50s. So that doesn't necessarily mean that if you improve it, your life will get longer. But what it does mean is balance is very, very important. Knowing the simple changes to make is one thing, but how do you turn these good intentions into sustainable habits? According to Michael Mosley, simple changes can transform your life. 
choose the things you think you can comfortably do, whether it is eating dark chocolate, going for early morning walks. And then ideally get your partner, if you have one, to do it with you. So one of the things I do every morning is I do what I call intelligent exercises. I roll out of bed and with Claire we do press-ups and squats. Now, neither of us like doing it, but we do it because the other one is urging them to do it. And so we do it first thing because the trigger is getting out of bed. I talked about triggers before. So the trigger is getting out of bed. I could do them any time of day, but I won't. I know I won't do them. So Claire and I, we roll out of bed, and sometimes one says, you've got to do them. The other time, somebody else says, you've got to do them, but we do them. And we're gradually kind of building up. So uh, that's the best way is get somebody else. The only reason people have personal trainers is because uh, they come around, bang on your door and make you do it. Uh, we all know what we should do. But uh, So if you can't afford a personal trainer, then just do this. Now an update on a rewilding project in the UK. The UK's first wild bison family is now complete with the recent introduction of a bull from Germany to the female herd. This is part of a rewilding project in Kent where the bison are expected to have a positive impact on the local ecosystem. Similar projects across Europe have proved that bison can restore the natural biodiversity of a landscape. We've got the building blocks of a really fantastic herd now and they're going to go from strength to strength. Um, we can't wait to get out there and follow and track them and see how their, their story unfolds. That's Tom Gibbs, a bison ranger. His hope is that the bison's natural bison behaviours of grazing, dust bathing, eating bark and felling trees will shape the habitat and enable other species to thrive. It's so exciting to see this, uh, this moment. It's really um, pivotal to the future of the herd here and the project and it represents so much um, you know, positive um, elements to, to what we hope to achieve here. When it comes to resolutions, drinking more water is often high on people's lists. The need to drink eight glasses of water every day has become accepted wisdom and advice to the point that many have stopped questioning its origin. But it turns out there's no science to back this eight glasses claim. Every day should not necessarily be the same amount. It should be adjusted up and down based on what you're doing. That's cardiologist Dr. Payal Kohli from the Mayo Clinic. That eight glasses of water came from the fact that, you know, based on a 2000 calorie diet, for about every calorie that you consume, you need about one milliliter of water. That's about two liters or about eight glasses. Kohli says the best way to tell if you're getting enough water in your system is the color of your urine. It should be very light color. Uh, if it's starting to get dark yellow, that means you're not drinking enough. And this also depends on where you live, what you eat and what you're doing. Whilst there's no official daily water recommendation, most people get their daily dose of hydration by drinking water or other fluids whenever they feel thirsty. The rule of thumb here is if you're thirsty, your mouth is dry or your pee is weirdly dark, drink up. You don't have to count glasses. Your body is already keeping track for you. This has been the Sunday 7. However you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the regular Smart 7 Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend. Written, produced and published by Dan Doris. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.